by no one's demand, but our own and from our home office here in Elizabeth Park in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions Podcast, brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. So post-Super Bowl edition, I was totally prepared for my Titans off-season show. I have draft stuff, contract stuff, all of these fine preparations made for today. I sit down and I get ready to record the podcast with with Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, who has eyes on all of these guys as they enter the draft process. And then Vanderbilt went and fired or mutually parted ways. We'll talk about it with Adam Sparks. Malcolm Turner, athletic director for just over a year, resigned officially from his post as Vanderbilt athletics director. So we had to make some adjustments. We will have the off-season Titans show prepared for you on Thursday. Diana Russini and Jim Nagy will be the guests. We will talk about the Titans, the postseason, the offseason, the draft, everything moving forward. We will do so then. But in the meantime, we have Adam Sparks, the best reporter I think, at the Tennessean currently. The best, certainly, in their sports department. That's no slight to my friends Drake and Eric Bacharach. Fantastic though they may be, but Sparks has Vanderbilt covered from top to bottom, and he joins us today on the 615 Sessions podcast to discuss what the hell's going on at Vanderbilt. We'll get to Adam now. I've said this before, you know, I'm uh, someone who I've never gone in any new situation with all the answers to the test. And, you know, I like to I'm going to do a bit of a listening tour and try to talk to as many people as I can, you know, within the athletic department and with our student athletes and our coaches and our fan base and partners and well beyond. Certainly, you know, I, I come to this role with with some initial ideas that I will test in those conversations and good ideas can come from a lot of places. And so I'm looking forward to uh, engaging in that conversation. I think showing up and being present and engaging uh, is particularly important at this early stage, uh, you know, for me in terms of my connection to Vanderbilt and the Commodore family and this fan base and our uh, group of student athletes and coaches. And um, that's a connection point that's very important, you know, for me as we look to craft a plan going forward. Back here, 615 Sessions Podcast, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Making his 615 debut is my friend Adam Sparks of the Tennessee, and you can follow him on social media at Adam Sparks. And he is joining us last second, kindly, uh, because he has had an incredibly busy day, I imagine, because Vanderbilt Athletic Director Malcolm Turner had uh, a bit of an abrupt exit today brother i appreciate you stopping by that's good to be on it's it's never too late to make my debut i just had to have an ad leave town to to do it so i appreciate it no you know this is a failing on my part adam i i i wait until something big enough happens to where i have to desperately text my friends and then it's such a bad look And, and so i'm happy i'm happy that you uh that you were gracious uh, with your time, and we will have to make this a more regular thing. But right now, I feel like you're a little too busy to come hang out in my studio and do a podcast about nothing in particular. Now, busy is fun, though, and 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 today was uh, was busy, somewhat unexpected. Um, 
not completely unexpected. Um, I'll have to give credit where credit is due, and I gave this to on Twitter earlier today. Chris Lee with the VandySports.com, it's a rival site. He has kind of been running the rumor mill the last couple of weeks on this, and he and I had have had several conversations, as sometimes even competitors do on a beat of what you're hearing and what am I hearing, and um, you know the rumor mill had been churning, I'd say, for two weeks to maybe a month that there was some discord going on between Malcolm Turner and Vandy administration, board of trust, however you want to put it. Um, and, uh, and it kind of came to a head. I, I had even, I wouldn't say dismiss this, but even as late as Monday night, um, had kind of tamped this down a little bit and said, well, I mean, I know there's some discontent there and they're not getting along, but I don't know that necessarily means he's going to be out. He's only been on the job for one year, but, uh, Lo and behold, on uh, on Tuesday morning, I get up. I get a little more concrete sources on this, and um, before you know it, I hear, uh, "Hey, this is this is really going to happen. Be on call because this is really going to happen." And and that's where things kind of turn crazy. And Malcolm Turner, one year and two days on the job, is uh, is out. I, I just I was laughing because I pulled up for just for reference pulled up his introductory press conference and sure enough all, two two days in between from the point of it being twelve months on the job Malcolm well, Turner and and to tell you how unexpected this was from some at Vandy um, I was pitched less than a week ago I think of hey would you uh, would you like to do a Malcolm Turner year in review story that was pitched to me from Vanderbilt. Okay, so what what changed over the course of, of that time? Because when you put out on Twitter, again, at Adam Sparks is where you can follow our buddy covering all things Vanderbilt sports for the Tennessee, and your take, Malcolm Turner's resignation, resignation may say more about Vanderbilt's inability to change than Turner's ability to do that job. Does that have anything to do with what you're talking about here? Uh, yeah, to some extent. I think you can say that this was very narrow conversations, uh, that there was discord, and obviously it had gotten out some. But, um, you know, reading between the lines, I think a lot of this has to go down with money and spending. Um, what I meant by that tweet specifically was Malcolm Turner was hired a year ago with the assurance from then Chancellor Zeppos, who's retired now, but then Chancellor Zeppos and the Board of Trust, that he could take Vanderbilt in a different direction than it had been in the past, that he could spend more money, that he could make some um, bolder moves, that he could, rather than just say we're going to try to do something with the football stadium, he could actually do it, and they would open up the pocketbook to to him more than in the past. And he was promised that, and he had told me, on the record, he had told me a number of times, more more directly off the record, that uh, yeah, I wouldn't have taken this job unless I was told we're it's going to be different with you. It's going to be different than past ads. We're gonna we're gonna function more like other SEC schools do. But we're gonna prioritize spending at athletics and facilities and those sort of things. And a, a year later, I think you could it's safe to say that he did take that and and ran with it quite a bit. He hired a consulting firm to uh, to to oversee the athletic strategic plan that he was in charge of. He hired a separate consulting firm to do an audit of the facilities. I don't know how much consulting firms usually run, but it's a pretty big figure. So he, he used two of those. There was a renovation to McGugan Center in the athletic department. 
I will add that one of the parts of that renovation was his own office. Under David Williams, it's a pretty shabby office, and it's pretty plush. The last time that I walked into it when Malcolm Turner had it. So he spent money. He hired uh, he hired a uh, new associate AD that did not have a job before. He uh, gave Jerry Stackhouse maybe the biggest coaching staff uh, in men's basketball, in college men's basketball, a really, really big staff, about triple the size of Bryce Drew staff. And so he took the you can spend money and I think kind of carried it to – to a pretty far extent and i think vandy thought he went maybe maybe too far and too much and some of that may just go into lost in translation we said you could spend but not spend like this and uh and so i think i think that's some of what the discontent came down to now the fact that they announced it as a resignation and then in the university release you saw even Malcolm Turner was quoted, and thank you for the opportunity and future endeavors and all that. I think some of that's going to be what's going to probably come in the next few days, which Malcolm Turner will be announced as having a job elsewhere. So Vandy does this really well. They never, ever, ever fire anybody. They always just find them another place to go, and then they part uh, – um, kind of part their ways, and they're, they're still buddies. Nothing this has happened with coaches, too. Nothing makes me laugh more than the, the release or the the news that comes out. Oh, these two parties have mutually agreed to go their separate ways. When yeah, it's, it's, never... like a, it's, like a, yeah, it's like a mutual divorce, right? Oh, it's yeah. Like... <laughs> this is not, those things don't quite exist the way that people think they do, but it always makes me laugh every time I see it. Adam Sparks. I also like the, I also like the part that uh, it was mentioned somewhere in there, spend more time with his family or family obligations or something like that. Jerry Stackhouse, who is maybe as close of a friend as he has in that athletic department, said he had a meeting scheduled with Malcolm Turner on Thursday, a routine meeting, and then found out this morning that from an email, I think, that he was, or a phone call, that, that Malcolm Turner was gone. So whatever the family obligations were, you know, two days ago had suddenly changed this morning. It, it was, it, it's an odd reasoning. So Candace Lee steps into the role as interim AD. You mentioned Jerry Stackhouse. How does that dynamic now change given what's been going on throughout the course of the basketball season? Obviously the retaining of Derek Mason is something that's been a, a talking point all across college fo- or the college football season here locally as Vanderbilt didn't have the any anywhere near the success uh, that people expected them to have, fair or unfair. Uh, what now changes with the dynamic of these two coaches who are on – I mean, obviously Stackhouse just getting here has a little more sure footing, but, you know, tell that to Bryce Drew. Yeah, they're uh, – I don't know what the over-under would be of those guys staying. Um for completely different reasons. Okay, let's take them one at a time. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, when he got here, I remember interviewing him in his office at the beginning of the season, and I said, hey, I thought you didn't want to be a college coach. How did this really happen? And he told me his list of schools that he would go to college coaching for was a list of one, and that was North Carolina for obvious reasons, a former Tar Heel. And he said, and then that list grew to two, only two schools, North Carolina and Vanderbilt. And the only reason that list doubled was because Malcolm Turner came to Vandy. And if that's your sole reason to come to Vanderbilt, and then that reason has left, you know, you have to question whether what his long-term plans are at Vanderbilt. Now, 
today when uh, he, he, was, he was made available, and I think he gave all the right answers, it was interesting that he said um, that Candace Lee had actually had more communication with him uh, since he took the job than Malcolm Turner did. He gave a very strong endorsement uh, for Candace Lee to be the permanent uh, athletic director. She's just the interim right now. So, you know, there's part of him in those statements that are saying, hey, I'm here now. I was Malcolm Turner's guy, but now I'm Vanderbilt's guy, and I've been here, and I'm going to, and, and Candace and I work very well together, and I'm going to move forward. There's that part that he needs to say publicly, and he's always been pretty straightforward. He, he doesn't really play games in the media that I've found. So, so that may be the case. On the other hand, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine that he's, you know, decided in the last, you know, six or seven hours what he's going to do long term. And Turner was the reason he came here. He's now going to have Candace Lee or another athletic director. Um, and he, you know, this job when he took it was one where he was going to turn it around, make this a winning program again, and have the program fixed in a couple of years. Uh, the program, the team he has right now is worse than the one that Bryce Drew had last year that didn't win the SEC game. He may go over in the SEC again. It's the program's not going to get really good overnight. This is going to be a three or four year project. And does Jerry Stackhouse now want to stay on for three or four years and try to fix this over the long term and go to AAU gyms and recruit and do all those things when he could be in the NBA tomorrow, have a lead assistant job? He could be a head coach in the NBA in, in no time. He had, he had interviews lined up at, for an NBA head coaching jobs when he took the Vandy job. He took the Vandy job because of Malcolm Turner. I have to think he's going to be weighing some some options in the next couple of months in looking at what the future of Vanderbilt is. Now, so that would be, if he left, it would be his decision, sort of like Malcolm Turner of, hey, I'm, I'm getting out of here, and i got a better opportunities elsewhere. Um, Derek Mason is a different situation. Derek Mason was going to be in the hot seat anyway, coming into this season. And with Malcolm Turner, I think he was going to be on the hot seat. With a new AD, I think he'd probably be on the hot seat even more because – if you're a new athletic director in the SEC, one of your primary jobs is to fix football. And you're supposed to come in, evaluate things. If you have a losing football program, you're supposed to go hire a football coach. That's why you get a job as AD in the SEC. If it's Candace Lee that becomes the permanent AD, the very good relationship in there. Candace Lee was the right-hand lady, so to speak, of David Williams for many years. Very, very close relationship there. Candace Lee is an extension of the David Williams tenure, different personality, very outgoing. Candace Lee is, is loved on that campus, but still an extension of David Williams. And David Williams is the one that gave Derek Mason two contract extensions in three years, one of which that Malcolm Turner inherited, which is why Derek Mason has a little bit um, better job status, job security right now. So I think if it's Candace Lee, I think Derek Mason probably gets a little more slack than if it's a completely different A.D., so that's that's going to be something to watch as we get longer into this process to see if Candace Lee keeps that job on a permanent basis or if they go out and do a search. Right now, there's no talk of a search, but you also don't have a new chancellor coming on board until July. That may, they may just be on holding pattern for that. I, it's it's all the whole dynamic to me, Adam, is fascinating, and it it does it does make me wonder, you know how. How much of this stuff has been bubbling under the surface for how long? And it sounds like it was rather immediate the way that we've been discussing it, but just the whole dynamic and the way that all of these things are intertwined, not unique 
to Vanderbilt, obviously, but Vanderbilt's situation continues to perplex. He is Adam Sparks of the Tennessee, and you can read all of his fine work online or in your local Tennessean newspaper. Follow him on social media at Adam Sparks. Uh, we will have you back at some point. Don't get mad at me because I just call in favors last minute, but I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you doing it last second, brother. I know you've had a quite a day and will continue to have uh, an exciting uh, work project here to come. All right, no problem. Good to be on. Well, that was quite an informative podcast with our dear friend Adam Sparks of the Tennessee and kind enough to fill us in on the re- resignation of Malcolm Turner after just one year as Vanderbilt's athletic director. A lot of things going on, it would seem, and an interesting take from somebody who has boots on the ground with all things Vanderbilt. Shouts to Adam Sparks for stopping by. We will make sure to make him a uh, more regular part of the proceedings as we grow and diversify the 615 Sessions content over the course of this year. So, In the meantime, got to remind you guys that if you want a question answered from our guests, I'll do a better job of tweeting out who's going to be on the show ahead of time. You could submit your questions once we have tweeted out who will be partaking in the conversation. You can ask those questions. And if you have questions for me about anything Titans offseason or otherwise, would be happy to answer them if you leave them in the iTunes reviews with a five-star rating. That's all we ask. That's all you got to do. You want a question asked of all of the fantastic people who stop by this show, be sure to do it in the iTunes review with a five-star rating right there. Also, as we continue to evolve the way that the podcast is done, because, and this is not the first time I've made mention of this, but if you are somebody in the local Nashville area, if you are somebody who is a Nashville sports fan listening to this podcast outside of Nashville. We want you guys, if you're involved with the musical community, to submit your original music to the 615 Sessions podcast. I want to make the music community more of what we do, or more a part of what we do around here. Like Ryan Hurd, country recording artist, fantastic, big sports fan. Ryan's going to co-host the pod coming up. I don't see any reason why we can't have more musical involvement with our sports here on the 615 Sessions, because that's kind of what we do here in Music City. So, if you have an original song, what I need from you is if you are the songwriter or owner, submit the song in MP3 form to buck at a to z sportsnashville.com. Give me a little information about who you are as an artist or a band, where you're playing, so that we can, or where and when you're playing, so that we can promote it ahead of time, show you guys some love. And we will attach the song in its full form at the end of the podcast for people to listen to at their leisure. We want to share your content. We want to share uh, more as a community here on the 615 session. So submit your original song content to buck at a to z sports nashville.com. I will be sure to go through those, and happy to have you guys be a part of the proceedings around here. I'm going to get out of here until Thursday. Thursday when we come back, this is going to be a Titans off-season podcast. Diana Russini, we're going to talk about the XFL with her as well, given that kickoff for the XFL will take place 
this Saturday. No lack of football in our lives, it would seem. Jim Nagy, as I mentioned, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, will go through some draft stuff with him, some prospects to watch at edge corner and at running back, given the uncertainty circulating around Derrick Henry's contact situation, which we will spend more time on on the A to Z Sports Primetime Show. Streaming 8 p.m. Central Time, Sunday to Thursday is where you can hang out with us on the Primetime Show. Austin and Zach got you covered in the mornings, 8 a.m. A to Z Sports on Insta, on Facebook, on Twitter. That's how you find us. That's how you follow us. That's how you stream and share with us as we continue to grow here on the show. I will catch you guys on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your evening here and the rest of your week until we speak to you right here on the 615 Sessions podcast brought to you as always by the fine people at A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Thank you.